<laughs> Hi guys. Hi everyone. How's everyone doing? I hope you guys are good. You know, having a great week. Yeah. Well, we're doing good too. And we're very excited today. We are very excited today. We have a special someone with us. But before we get right into it, Joanna is going to usher us into prayer. So Joanna, without further ado. Alrighty, thank you, thank you. Shall we pray, y'all? Lord Jesus, we thank you. We worship you and we adore you and we praise your holy name. Thank you for this great opportunity. We pray in the name of Jesus that your presence would come and rest here, that you would orchestrate this meeting in the way, O oh Father God, that pleases you. We pray, O oh Father God, that everything that we say will bring glory and honor to your name, that people will be blessed and people will learn a lot from this episode in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to have a good time. Jesus name our prayer with some of Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. You know we love it when you pray, Joanna. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. So as I said, we do have a special guest with us today. Yeah, a very special someone. And I'm a little bit excited. But <laughs> <laughs> But today, we have an extraordinary guest with us. We are honored to introduce Queen Latifah Lampo. She's an alumni. We need to clap, please. We Give us a minute. To, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening should be clapping. She's an alumni of Akosombo International School and Ashesi University, where she graduated with the first class bachelor's degree in business administration in the year 2021 y'all besides her being super smart she is super beautiful and she went on further to attain her master's of finance degree from warwick business school so queen currently dazzles on the trading services team at ig group but her journey extends beyond numbers queen latifah is a staunch advocate for gender equality in finance she passionately believes in women's ability to excel in both careers and family life, aiming to shatter barriers and foster diversity in the industry. Fooled by this dedication, Queen Latifah manages the influential blog Inspire Her Finance, where she guides, empowers, and challenges stereotypes. Together, let's join her noble mission. Brace yourselves for this inspiration as we delve into her journey exploring how together we can create opportunities, obliterate boundaries, and drive positive change within the finance industry. Get ready to be inspired, for we are ready to be inspired. Shall we welcome Miss Queen Latifah Lampo? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me here. Thank you so much for being a part of the journey. We appreciate you, Queen. We're so delighted to have you. It's my pleasure. And before, you know, we jump into the whole finance talk, we'd like to ask you, how are you doing today? And is there anything exciting or noteworthy that you'd like to share with us? My day has actually been very good. Oh, that's and, 
today has been a Friday and work has been very slow, but then we had a very good morning at work today. So it's been a very, like an overall good day. That's amazing. Love that. Sounds great. I love when work is slow. i'm sorry i do love when work is slow no but also i feel like sometimes when work is slow it means the time's going to be longer and then for example if it's a friday you want to be home and just be over you know yes yeah well with that being said she's giving us a rundown of a beautiful week a beautiful day um, let's just get right into it. So as we stated before, we're just going to get into her mind a little bit and figure out how best as women, we can manage finances and also explore what she does and how she navigates her world. So we have questions for Queen and she's about to answer. So the first question is, can you share a bit about your personal journey in the finance industry and how you found your passion for empowering women in this field? Okay. Um, so as you rightfully mentioned, I did my undergraduate degree at Ashesi University where I did business administration. And my school was in Ghana and it was a liberal arts school meaning that we got the chance to do like different aspects in business and we were not like bound to choose one thing to do in business so in my second year of uni i ended up taking this class called introduction to finance and one of one of my favorite classes till date but when i was in class i realized that it was mostly like boys that would answer the questions or like if they ask questions it's like oh can the boys in the class answer this and i'm like what about we girls like what's going on why is it always like you're asking the questions to boys you get and then like the girls naturally just shied away from finance hated finance completely and eventually when i went to my fourth year to do international finance we were just like three girls in the class wow and about 11 boys so you can see how that's turned out that's crazy it was actually crazy wow you know the funny thing is i wouldn't say it's unique to finance because we also had the same in biochemistry so john and i took biochemistry and all the time we would have a specific gender answer the question. And so the ladies in the classroom were always like to the Mm -hmm. back to themselves. No one wanted to answer. So I could see how that played out. Yeah. And even after school, when I said I wanted to do finance, it was like, oh, like, are you sure you actually want to do finance? Like we don't usually give this role to like females it's usually like male faculty interns that stay behind to teach finance so i ended up staying behind to do my national service at ashesi where i thought like investments and venture capitalist investments as well for my national service and it wasn't bad like i was like i get that you guys are always like this thing is hard but actually it's not that bad so why can't girls do it too that's that's such an interesting yeah. journey. And then after that, I went on to do my master's at work, like you rightfully mentioned. I just completed my master's in finance and I finished with 
Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> A round of applause. Guys. Thank you. And I just finished in September. So I started working in September, like a week after I finished school in financial services. So I work in trading services at the moment. So that's what my finance journey has looked like. Just giving you a background of how I've gotten here today. Sounds pleasant. But I know it's not only like full of ups. I, I do yeah. There's been a lot of downs. I won't even lie. There's been like a lot of downs because like during my master's, like you rightfully mentioned, be finance being a male dominated place. My class was full of like these alpha males that are like, you know, sure. we know the stuff. You don't understand how finance works. Right. And it was just a nightmare because like the girls are trying to do their best. But it's like these boys are like, yeah, we understand finance better blah 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 we will get the jobs we let us help you to do the finance like they're always offering help when you don't even need help right so it's like what do you mean like we can't do it too right i had a friend in school that was also taking finance and she complained that a lot of the students in finance for her class they were like trust fund babies and had like everything sorted out you know that like after school we're just gonna go and take over our parents jobs and that so she felt a little because she's coming from you know ghana as well so she felt like hey like i don't have everything planned out for me as these people have planned out for them and it also made her feel more secluded in the course because everyone around her she felt like had everything planned and then also they were male and they were dominating the field so do you feel that do you feel the same way or do you like share in her sentiments Yes, I completely resonate with her because in my master's class as well, most people had either come from finance jobs and were just like getting a step ahead in their education or already had like a family business in finance that they were going to take over. So there were so many points in my master's where it's like, I just felt like, let me just stop this course because there's no going to get me anywhere and I had people telling me that it's very hard to get like a job in finance when you come from Ghana because like the finance people already know who they want to employ before they even put the applications out to so, like just give up I even almost quit at a point in December I actually went to the programs team to tell them I was dropping out to so give me back my money and let me go oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like no refunds <laughs> someone today that it is possible and like no matter what anybody tells you it's up to you and like how much faith you have in the journey that God has placed you on because once God has a plan for you nobody can destroy God's plan for you as long as you're in line with his will for you so like don't listen to all these naysayers because it will work out in the end and I'm a living proof of how it has worked out in the end hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah oh my god Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing, Queen. And I know you kind of mentioned like some of the challenges that you face. Do you want to talk a bit more about the unique challenges that women face in the industry and maybe comment on how they overcome this challenge? So in the past, like we have all mentioned, finance was a very male-dominated industry. 
it has always been like this but then in recent times it has gotten better and then you find more women in finance spaces Mm -hmm. so like now it's not as bad as it used to be but now the problem that women face in finance is this invisible glass ceiling where like when you get into finance it's very hard for you to go up the corporate ladder so you find that most women who enter finance now are probably in analyst roles or very like low level finance roles and just don't end up making it to the top yeah and like so many studies have studied why this happened what is happening why can't women just rise up the ladder in finance roles and even a study that came out in 2021 showed that in finance there's only 23 percent of white women at the top as executives and for women of color which is like black mexican any type of color it was just four percent globally oh wow in executive levels like it's actually crazy because yes we've overcome the you know the male dominated industry bias thing now there's more women in the space but then these women just cannot progress to get into higher levels of executive even though they have the same qualifications as these males and like there's actually no reason why we can't get to this like these levels if we have the same qualifications as these males Mm -hmm. and some other like problems that women face is that even women who are executives and I'm the same level as these men, don't end up getting the same pay. So there's a very huge gender pay gap in finance. Yeah. And that's what I said. That's what I did for my dissertation for my master's. I studied the gender pay gap in like big companies. Like why is there a gender pay gap if we're in the same role? Yeah. Same qualifications. Why is there still a gender pay gap? And the only excuse is the fact that when people see that a company is performing well with the woman who is in charge, someone has done really well. Like, oh, like Queen performed really well this this time. Like Queen has done well, but it's never like, oh, Queen has done well. Let's compensate her for this thing that she did for the company. But then if it was a male, it's like, yeah, you know, John did really well. Let's compensate John <laughs> for getting the company this performance. And it's because they see women as nurturing. Yeah. Oh, it's really cute that she did this, but she didn't do it by herself. Everybody else helped her to get there. But when it's a man, it's like, yeah, men are more like leaders. Like men, the man did it himself. So let's compensate him for getting there. Right. And another problem that women face is like this motherhood gap where like at some point in our lives, we have to leave this corporate world and then go and have kids. But then the finance industry is in such a way that like most roles have like fixed years attached to them so like for example if you enter a finance role you start with like an analyst position which is like three years and then you go on to be an associate and then you go on to be a vp but by the time women are going on to be vps now they want to start their families and they end up like leaving the role completely to go and start their family and then that destroys the whole thing because in finance you can't just take a leave and then just come back and then they will give you your old role yeah So these are like some real challenges that women are facing in finance currently, which shouldn't be the case as the world is like evolving and the world is becoming more open. Right. But then even though these challenges exist, there's like some ways that people or women in finance can, you know, at least try to manage the situation so that it won't be all bad. Right. And 
one thing is to have like mentors like more women in leadership positions as we have mentioned yeah most young women in finance want to see that there's a woman in an executive position because you want you want someone that you can model after you want yeah. a role model that you can follow like someone's full footsteps that can encourage you to know that okay i can do this too we want to see more people like us in leadership positions where it's like oh yes if this woman could do it and she came from a background like me then i can do it right. as well so women need generally more mentors yeah. in the industry to be able to get to where they want to get to because you can't do it by yourself i mean you can but then it would be very nice if you had somebody guiding in your steps to help you to get there right right what do you guys also think about the issue like what do you guys think about you know generally how women are just underrepresented in workplaces in general and how they can also overcome these things yeah i i love that um well i thought i wouldn't say i thought it was unique to only science, science field. Um, that's what i was thinking too. but i didn't think it transcended throughout all these fields like to the extent that like you are talking about like how you are so passionate about it and you're giving us the facts and the data i'm like whoa i did my research as well into the science field and how we also have glass ceilings in the science yeah. field and we don't have a lot of female scientists talking about how like if you take public health for example and then you go through all the positions, the high positions in public health, and you look at like the doctors that are up there and doing excellent, you will see that you you wouldn't notice a lot of women. And if you do see the women, you wouldn't see people like us, people of color, you will see a lot more white women. And I was disturbed when I first realized it because my trajectory involves going through public health and then eventually attaining my medical license i was like whoa i don't see people like me up there what is happening and so i dug a little deeper i did research i found out that a lot of companies do not like to hire women for like as you said high paying roles because they feel like a woman is going to drop out eventually and have kids raise a family like yeah how men are also raising families so why why the discrimination right 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 i do find that interesting that it is eye-opening because i did know that like in other rules yes it was common well not common it was similar but i didn't expect it to be too similar so similar as she said because even as you mentioned, like if we know that women are going to take a gap at some point to, you know, have kids and start a family, why can't provisions be made for women that are mothers to still have a career? Why do I have to choose between my career and my family? Right. Because a family is not just a woman and her kids, it's a woman, a yeah. man and her, yeah. their kids. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a woman and a man. So like, why does why is it that a provision is made for a man to continue having his job right but then for the woman is like yeah we can't assure you your job but like you go have your kids and come back and let's see why does it have to be that way right this is such an interesting conversation for me because my mom is in finance and my little sister is about to enter the world of finance like, oh nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that, like you mentioned that as well, because as Tracy said, it, we're in the science field, so 
we're more privy to this information and we see that in our field as well like it's much less women like ourselves that are able to climb up the ladder be in such positions as well i even checked the stats and basically in the u.s the percentage of black doctors not even just women is just 5.7 percent wow talk us being a black Black woman woman. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the stats are really alarming and it's important to bring awareness to that and as you rightly said even having mentors and people in such positions because it's just so inspiring like i really get inspired when i see a black doctor i'm like okay yeah like i could do that like that's inspiring exactly (laughs) exactly because you feel like you can also get there too but then when you're going somewhere where you don't know anybody that looks like you it's like "Mm, is this even like really cut out for me like would i fit in or like would i even like like excel in this field it's very exactly it takes more like mental capacity to be able to dominate in such places if you don't have anyone to look up to or you don't have anyone that you know kind of looks like you because we're human right so it's something that we almost naturally do like if I enter a place I'm kind of gonna scan the room see if there's someone that is that I can relate to Mm -hmm. you know not necessarily I'm looking for someone that looks like me but someone I can relate to so that just is gonna boost my confidence a little bit okay I feel comfortable in this space Mm -hmm. you know so yeah it's really interesting you mentioned that yeah all right so your blog focuses on financial excellence do you mind giving us your listeners right we're here to listen to you we're here to cater to you queen so do you mind giving us some practical tips on how to like manage your finances wisely as christian women it's very interesting that you bring this question up because my next blog post was centered on how to like manage your finances better as a woman and like as a woman because in this world as the young people you always hear this phrase like you only live once so like you know yeah like spend your money you're making it spend (laughs) then we also have to realize that money is a resource that god gives to us so we have to learn how to manage it yeah because when you even look in the bible and you read like luke 16 verse 11 to 12 you realize that god actually cares about how we manage our wealth because he has entrusted that in our care and it's even though it's very earthly but that's what we used as christians to also develop in this world that we live in and to also help god's people right right and even as like women the bible calls us out as proverbs 31 women to to be women that take initiative right women that are industrious and pro- proactive women that invest their money wisely because if you can't if you can't manage the little money that you have how are you going to manage your home right how are you going to manage your kids yeah you get it so some tips that i prepared for this podcast on how to manage your finances mm. they're not just going to be in order so like you can just call me out and we can discuss them at any point sure so then, yeah so then the first one is setting financial goals okay 
So one thing, like that I said, like I mentioned earlier, from seeing all my friends and everything, is that we just live day by day. Like, no, like actual finance, you know, plans. Like we just make money. We are paycheck to paycheck. And it's like when something like an emergency should actually happen to you, you don't know what to do because it's like, bro, I didn't plan for this which is why it's very important that you need to set financial goals because yeah. like right now we're going at some point in our life you're going to buy a house you're going to make a big purchase yeah. so it's very important that we set financial goals and like as christian women we can't just live paycheck to paycheck because even the bible in ecclesiastes 3 verse 2b tells us that it's a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted right so as you're going there's a time where you actually have to invest and a time where like that investment is going to reap something for you so like everything is not going to just all come at once if you want to grow your finances you have to take an intentional step to want to grow it and then it would grow Mm-hmm. which is why it's very very important that you set goals even if it's very small goals so like i said an emergency can happen which you cannot foresee so it's very important that you plan ahead and maybe start an emergency fund something very small so that in case something should happen you're not caught wanting right and another thing that i think is very important to do is basically creating a budget mm. So every month you see how you live, you see what you what you spend, you see how your expenses go and you see how much you earn. So it'd be very nice to just put it somewhere, maybe in an Excel sheet or in a book, just to track where your money is coming from and where your money is going so that you can exactly. plan accordingly. Because I realized that one thing I one mistake I made while I was in school was when the money comes, I don't track it and the money is gone. I'm like, where did the money go? <laughs> Back then, my mom would ask me, so what did you do with the money? Like, I don't it's know. It's gone. Right? Like, sometimes I'll sit down and think, like, ah, the money came. I used it to buy food. Nothing special. The money is finished. Like, how did the money finish before the month finishes? So it's very important that you create a budget. And, like, there are so many tools online now. There's even some apps that you could use to, like, just budget. You could use an Excel sheet. Nothing special. You could use a book. Just track what is coming in, what is going out, so that you won't be caught wanting and be wondering, where did the money go? Right. (laughs) And, yeah, in line of what what you're saying, like, budgeting and everything, yeah, one of my mentors he spoke about he even budgets for giving so he has everything budgeted for the month for the year and then for giving as well and i when i first heard it i was wow. right i was also shocked he's like i have 20 percent down that this month i'm giving 20 percent of my finances just to people in need and i i was like i never factored that like to me it was like just give but for him to actually plan it that it's in his budget i was like that's a real good way of keeping accountability of your finances right so that i won't go and be like i went to give money else but i don't know what's right. how much i gave and when the money right. went out mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i have accounts of actually Love giving everything. this money out yeah. which makes sense i have a quick question queen yeah go ahead so for someone who isn't maybe working or someone who doesn't have a steady stream of income what would you say is the most ideal way to budget because what if 
this month, what is coming in is maybe $500. And the next month is going to be 2000 And so you don't really know, you can't necessarily gauge how much is coming in. So what is a good way to budget in such an instance? Okay, I would say that's one very good way to budget is to the most important thing is to know your expenses yeah to know how much goes out every month that's the most important thing because it's like when the money comes it goes somewhere Mm -hmm. so just know your expenses put the most important ones down yeah and have a percentage which is like variable for like maybe your own wants or other things that you want to do so whenever the money comes you know that okay maybe 300 dollars is going to go to this 200 dollars is going to go into this and then when you get the when you get your income for the month you just insert it in that template for that month to know how much came in so that you can track how that money is going out as well and every time you spend something extra you also add it so that you know how much you spend in times where there's high income and in times when there's lower income so that you can just gauge and then just know yourself and like how to budget yeah, their yeah. own. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's really amazing. Thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then the next thing to also do, like to keep in mind is like, once you've budgeted, another very important thing to do is an emergency fund, which is what I mentioned earlier. So because life is very unpredictable, an emergency fund will serve as like a safety net during unforeseen circumstances. So the ideal thing is to strive to save at least three to six months of your income in an emergency fund so that if anything should happen right now, you can't pay your bills or maybe you just got fired out of the blue at least you have something there that can sustain you until some income should come in again. And then for people that have like finished school and are making like stable income, you try and tackle paying like your high interest paying debts. So like if you have any debts that have like very high interest rates, you focus on trying to pay them off so that those are off your table so that you can pay the ones with lower interest as the years go by because they're not very high risk or like high priority. And then you also have to keep in mind about investing, like putting your money so that you don't just keep it somewhere where it's just sitting down. But like, how do you make your money actually work for you? Like, how do you make your money grow? Because you can't just leave the money in there and then just expect, because like every year there's going to be inflation or interest rates are either going up or going down. So the money, the value of the money is not going to be the same. Yeah. So let that money grow. And which is why, this brings me to my last point which is like educating yourself as an individual like most people think that educating themselves financially is like for people that are in the finance industry right. but the thing is that if you want your money to grow for you you have to do your own research you have to know which investments are giving the, the highest interest yeah. because someone will tell you that maybe go and invest in this you don't understand how it works and then you're losing money and then you're like oh my god why is my money growing mm-hmm. so once you educate yourself on like what's out there what can i put my money in like what type of investment suits me? What type of financial like financial goals or plans suits me as a person? Like what are my goals? It's all through like education and like educating yourself on what's out there and how you're going to like get to those goals that you've set for yourself. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you, Queen. Because I like what you mentioned even in the last bit, because when we even spoke about it on the previous episode, we mentioned investing and we emphasize the importance of educating yourself. I even shared how I 
I wasn't one to, you know, be all about investing money and stuff like that. I feel like I grew up knowing you have to save money. That's really important. So what I knew was a savings account. And so I, even in college, when I was working, I would make sure that I set a certain amount aside, put it in a savings account and all of that. But at the end of the month, I'll see like $0.03 has been added. And I was confused. I was like, wait, first of all, what is this? And why are they giving me cents? Like, <laughs> and so that's when I was like, wait, actually, there's something that can give you more yield on your money. And that is investing. So that's when I started to delve deeper and explore, okay, what is this whole thing about? I mean, it was complicated in the beginning, I must say. It's not so easy. But I think over time, as you expose yourself to more information in the field, you get you become better. It's the same way with learning anything. So I love that you shared that. And just to add on to like the investing bits, like people like you just hear people saying or maybe you should invest in like apple stock or maybe like invest in this and like you have no prior knowledge on how the stock markets even work because someone told you like oh invest in apple is like yeah let me put my money in apple and then now you see that you're losing money and it's like why am i losing money why is this thing in red like everyone says apple stock is going up why is mine losing money yeah yeah no that's so true (laughs) For me, it was the numbers and the terms together. It just threw me off. And <laughs> I didn't even want to do the research because, bebe, I would rather not. Like, numbers and terms, I had to compound interest. And um, it, it, it just threw me off. Like, Roth IRA and all of that. I was like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. But someone said, money depreciates in value when you just keep it in your account and that woke me up i was like no <laughs> I way. need to get to this <laughs> I, need to, I need to make money make money so that i can make more yeah. money i'm just adding on to like the depreciation in value in recent years it's even been worse because you realize that the same amount of money you could have used to buy like your groceries last four years you need more money to buy the exact same groceries now and that's a typical example of how money has depreciated over right. time. So if you had put that money in an investment, which was yielding the same return as the inflation rates, you probably make the same thing like the, with the same value now. Mm-hmm. But then most people don't know about how money just depreciates as it's sitting down right. and end up just leaving it in savings or like in a normal account. People that just need right. money in current accounts. <laughs> we need to add that. That is really sad. Just getting sense of your money. No, but I re- it's it's so true. I didn't know about that. And I'm actually excited. I always, like I sit back and I'm like, I wish I knew about this. And I started to invest earlier, like in college. You know, I had money in my savings. I could have just put that in an investment account, but I didn't know. So it was just sitting there. But then one thing about finance and like a very good quote I've had over time is like the best time to invest is today. So like no matter how late it is, like even if you wasted all those monies that were given to you all those years before, you can always start today. And there's different types of investments you can do. You can do the ones that even just starts with $1 a deposit. So like when you look into it, you find things that suit 
like your like your profile like what your goals are and you find that it's actually not even expensive to invest you don't need a thousand dollars to put it in an investment account to yield you money you can put very small amounts and then that's okay you still get something I for it love that thank you so much for your wisdom honestly i'm learning so much right <laughs> right okay so just a piggyback of what you were saying earlier can you tell us how women in the finance industry can balance their professional ambitions with their personal lives and their faith as well? Okay. So one thing I've come to realize is that there's no fixed templates for a work-life balance. You know how sometimes you see these articles on like, oh, how to have a great work-life balance. But then everybody's life is different. Everybody's job is different. So finding the right work-life balance, it depends on what you have in mind for yourself. Right. So then there's mm-hmm. no fixed yeah. templates as to maybe close work early, run home and go and take a shower. And then maybe if you feel like you've not relaxed enough, then you feel like, OK, you're failing. But then that's not what it is. Having a right work life balance depends on you as an individual, what you take as relaxation, because work is very important. But then rest is equally important as well, because you can see even in the Bible that, yes, Jesus worked. But then the Bible says, I keep the Sabbath day holy. So the Bible emphasizes how important work is and how rest is as well. So as an individual, you have to do some self introspection and see what counts as relaxation for you. And yes, do the work when you have to do the work. But when you get the opportunity to relax or rest, it doesn't mean that you have to sleep. Maybe relaxation means reading a book for mm-hmm. you. Pick up a book and read it. Maybe take a holiday when you are, when you have like days off. Or maybe you just stay home because you don't like traveling. So it's just different things that work for you. Whatever you think that works for you, you don't have to follow what everybody else is doing. Everybody's going on vacation. Well, yeah, I'm happy for them. But like, I don't like vacations. So like, I'd rather spend my time at home. So yeah. then don't just follow what everybody is doing find what works for exactly. you and then stick with that as exactly. long as you are you have like peace of mind and you don't feel too overwhelmed that's the most important thing i feel like the next question is kind of similar to what we've had so far but we still want to know what guidance can you provide to help many modern christian women who may be struggling with financial decisions in alignment with your faith so for aligning financial decisions with their faith. So I'll say that the Bible is a very great guide on how to manage finances. And a lot of Christians sometimes look at Bible verses from like one perspective that it says this, but then one Bible verse can mean a multitude of things in different contexts. Yeah. And like one thing I also realized from the Bible is that God always talks about, you know, having small and multiplying it because it's not always about keeping the little you mm. have. So then I'll say that as a Christian woman who wants to manage your finances, right? First of all, read the word and listen to read what God word. is trying to guide you to do. And then don't just keep the money. Like we said, invest it. Like gain some wisdom. Educate yourself. Because mm. even if you can't do it by yourself, you can always reach out for help. Because in the current world that we live in, it's very easy to reach out to people because we have LinkedIn. Mm. You could just find somebody that maybe you think you want to learn from, reach out to them. It's not everybody that responds, honestly, <laughs> but right? they are willing to help. Even on Instagram, you could just reach out to somebody. You don't have to do it by yourself. The internet is also a very great place to also look into if you're looking for like finance tips 
what to invest in, how to save, you know, like there's so many things out there that could just guide you on how to actually begin your finance journey because it's not something that you need a lot of money. You don't need to start working in the World Bank to start your finance (laughs) journey. I love that you shared that. You kind of even tackled what we're going to talk about next, which was how to find mentors in this career. I love, so you mentioned LinkedIn, Instagram, the internet is a great place to start. So we are privileged in this generation to have all of these resources available readily at our feet. Just go on your phone, your phone, literally pick up the phone and just hop on Safari, Google, get yourself a mentor. So thank you for sharing that. Um, The next thing would be how can women build confidence in financial matters, especially when dealing with traditionally male-dominated spaces like the finance industry? Yeah. So one thing that people can never take away from you is your knowledge. Knowledge is power, which is which just goes back to my point about educating ourselves as women. Because once you are educated, nobody can go into your head and take away what you know right Mm. so if you know the right way to maybe manage your finances then that's good for you because like you know exactly what to do what you want and how you want to do it or how you want to get to what you want so the most important thing i'll say is educate yourself on like what's out there what do you want how do you get to what you want and like even these days you don't even have to invest yourself and you don't even need a lot of money to get somebody to do your investments for you so there are lots of companies now that will just make you fill a form to know what your risk profile is like i use somebody who doesn't like to lose a lot of money like when you see a lot of red it's like hey where's the money going to (laughs) or yeah somebody who is like a risk lover like you don't mind seeing some reds and then maybe you know that it would grow over time so they'll give you this type of forms to fill just to know what type of things they should invest for you on your behalf Mm -hmm. and then they use that risk profile which is like how much risk you are willing to take as an individual to create a portfolio for you to just invest in stocks or whatever markets available to invest for you so you don't even have to do it yourself like i said if you research you would find that some of these things are actually not that hard to do and you don't need a lot of money to even start investing or saving another thing that women can do to build financial confidence is living within our means living within our means sometimes yeah we see this really nice shoe which is like a thousand dollars it's pretty but like girl can you afford it with your current money the shade breaking the table (laughs) we love the shoe we love it we love it i mean we just need to be honest with ourselves like sometimes yeah go ahead and spoil yourself but like try like as women let's try and live within our means we know how much is coming like if we budget like from earlier you know how much is coming you know how much is going out so whichever extra you have and you however you want to use it that's great right but like you just have to know how the money is coming how it's going and try and live within your means so that you won't be in debt a thousandaire will show you how much they have every single time so you will see it when you meet the person you know that, okay this person is a thousandaire because they have the balenciagas and they have the products and everything but then when you meet a millionaire or a multi-millionaire you wouldn't know you've met the person 
because they don't show it outward. It's all in their mm-hmm. assets and it's all in their investments and it's all in their portfolios. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So it's very, very important. Like, it's funny, but like, you realize that, this, like I said, this generation, we have this idea of like, you only live once. Okay. So it's like, you see something, I want it and I would get it because like, already life is too short. Like, there's no guarantee that I'm going to live tomorrow. So why do I have to save all of this money? Let me just buy it now because the price is going to increase tomorrow. The price is going to, yeah, we always have an excuse for expenses we didn't plan for. Like when you see something you know that you don't have money for, you have an excuse to to support the purchase you are going to make. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jenna, we... <laughs> I don't know why this is really hitting, but yeah. <laughs> I can tell somebody ask, are we getting to you a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, because I know that I have struggled in the past with spontaneous buying mm. i would literally enter the store so i love fashion clothes you know all those really nice things so when i am um, in my emotions when i'm sad or angry or stuff like that i just grab my car keys and i head over to a store <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time i come back i'm like whoa girl <laughs> What did you just do? And then when I'm paying for it, I'm like, you know, I'll just go and try it. I'll bring it right back. Like, I'll be fine. And then I'm not going to bring it back. Like, I look in my account. I'm like, I mean, you could have avoided this, but it's okay. You make money again. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so all these things you're saying, I'm like, uh, just get it to me. <laughs> She's shaking my table. But like a lot of us fall into that category. I can't even say that I'm not part of that category because I know there are so many times where I would buy things I did not budget for and I'll just sit there and go like, where did this money go? <laughs> like, where did this money go? How did I do this to myself? And I'll be like, don't worry, next you month you make the money back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's so interesting. I actually listened to a woman, woman of God share something. She spoke about how when Jesus multiplied the five loaves and two fishes, he, she said, God, God is not a God of waste. And she used that story and shared how even after he broke a uh, blessed the meal, he asked the disciples to go around and collect the remainder. And then when they did that, they got 12 baskets. And so she said that usually the money that you just, spend or you know use for unnecessary purchases if you are to gather all of that you're going to realize like that's so much money that you could actually have invested and multiply into even something bigger so we shouldn't just see like those spontaneous buys or monies that we just throw away maybe she was like maybe your 20 dollar fell you're like oh it's okay i'll not pick it up no don't do that <laughs> like literally if you're to pay attention to all of the money that you just use freely or let go easily that's going to be so much money that you could have put into something useful and be able to get a better return on your money 
she makes a very good point to be honest because like when you think about how much you've spent spontaneously and then you just like think about if i had put all of this money into an investment how much return would i have yielded it's like that was such a waste right because sometimes we buy all these things like these shoes and then you just see it sitting down in the closet it's looking back at you and it's like yeah (laughs) well i'm here yeah yeah right (laughs) it's like when you're getting it right you're like you know i'm gonna wear it to this and i have this outfit in mind and this and that and then when you get it you come and hang it beautifully and then you're like well i don't really have a place to wear it to right now but the time will come right and then two years later you find yourself saying you know you need to go to goodwill like i need to get these out of my closet john's example of the lady the sorry the pastor or the woman of god um talking about multiplying and using jesus's um miracle it's a great segue to our next question because when jesus supplied the bread and the fish the remaining he gave to the poor and the needy. Our question is, how do Christian women in finance, everyone is in finance, whether you, you like it or not. To be how, honest. Everyone is in it. So how do we give back to our communities in accordance with our faith without chipping too much into our resources? Mm. So the when when i was even thinking about this i was like the first thing is that it has to be from your heart like if you are going to give something it truly has to be from your heart it's not just because it's like a law or maybe as a christian you have to give like it genuinely has to be from your heart because if it was not from your heart and you just give it out then really really what was the point of it because god actually looks at the heart of man like what's the what was the state of your heart when you gave out that thing to that person right. like it's not just because you are looking for blessings or you think it's going to be in a book in heaven where god is going to be like yep she gave money this week so like <laughs> let me bless her you get right. it so that i think that's the most important thing that has to be from your heart and like circling back to the story that you gave about you know your mentor who intentionally sets aside money for giving you can also just look at how much you're making in total budgets everything how much money is going out and then look at it and see how much you actually are willing to give out to people or how much you're willing to give out to the needy so that it won't just be like oh yeah last month i gave thousand dollars out because like i'm good and i just wanted to give money out but like it has to be something that won't eat too much into your finances so that it won't be at a point where you're at a disadvantage just because you're giving money out because you won't be happy like it will not be from your heart you'll be sitting and be like ah so i actually gave that thousand dollars out like i could have used it to do something else yeah Yeah. but like if you actually budget and have put that money aside like how you give out tithe you know it's like 10 percent so then you know that when that when this money comes 10 percent is for like tithe that's how you should also look at giving so that i know that this money is the money i set aside to give out to maybe this person i want to give to or maybe to this church or like maybe to this orphanage however you want to give in accordance to what is on your heart that's how i think it's a good way to give as a woman in finance right. to people or to the needy right yeah thank you so much
It's my pleasure. <laughs> I love how you say it with an American accent. It's my pleasure. <laughs> well, I truly appreciate all of the insights you've shared. I think it's incredibly inspiring to hear you emphasize the importance of finance in the life of a woman and even more specifically a Christian woman, especially considering the stereotypes that often surround us. I don't think I really grew up thinking, you know, as a more than Christian woman, you have to be financially yeah savvy like you know you have knowledge about finance and all of that oh yes <laughs> and like even even when it comes to the idea of wealth i used to even think like, mm, i mean i don't know if as a woman you have to be very much concerned about wealth and being able to be financially stable i used to think that it was the responsibility of the man to be financially stable to be able to cater for the family mm. and all of that but growing up um I obviously had even times in my family where that perspective shifted because I also like saw that in my family my dad and my mom their whole financial situation and so I love that now I'm able to have a better mm. outlook on finances and you know as a growing woman in my early years, I, I, I love that I'm able to have all of this knowledge to be able to set up myself adequately for the future. So, yeah, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share the little that I know. It's really been a pleasure. No, you're the expert, so don't, don't. Don't don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have like a negative negative attitude towards money, negative attitude towards wealth and building. I don't know where it comes from, but like I used to think, why should you have so much money? Like you should live your life comfortably. You shouldn't chase money. You shouldn't look for money. You shouldn't invest money. Well, I didn't say she didn't invest money, but yeah, my mom forced me to, but (laughs) it was still negative. So I am unlearning all these things. I feel like it is super important for us to talk about it so Mm. everyone knows that like, because I know there are more people who have like negative attitudes towards money, especially in the Christian community. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from, but then we need- Exactly. I don't know where it comes from, but we need a lot more radical givers. And to become a radical giver, you have to have more money. So you need to exactly. make more money. And then we could do more in the, in the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> push the word out more because money does make the world yeah, go around. It does. Whether you like it or not. It does. It's a wheel. It's, 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 it powers the machine. Mm. And even Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So he does acknowledge that, you know, money, even though we look at, I don't know why we look at it negative, negatively. Isn't it's that because too- people always go like, money is the root of all right, evil. But it's evil. Sort of <laughs> no, it's true. You're right. But it's even like the love of it, yeah. right? 
it's not exactly. necessarily money exactly. itself and it's it, nah, it's ridiculous how we always just think like oh you know just just be comfortable and you'll be <laughs> fine but no no we actually need to expand our knowledge it's really important we need to start looking at money with like the right attitude because you actually can't survive without money. Right. Because we to to eat, you need to buy food. Right. Which is the money that you use to make these purchases. So yeah. money is like a very, very integral part of our daily lives. That is not something that you can just neglect without actually looking at it. Because it's something that you use every single day. Right. Your bills the house you live in every single thing has to do with money right right tell you what if you are poor you will start to chase money exactly and you start to love money and you will not have the right attitude towards money and that's when you would actually be living living out that scripture scripture. because then the rule of because people who are killing people for money are doing it because they are poor you don't hear rich people killing people for money. for money right so then make more money so that you will stay clear of that scripture the scripture mm. that everyone is holding on so dearly in the community you stay clear yeah. of it and then you know that i don't love money because i have money in abundance exactly you have it all yeah. around so you wouldn't really love it Exactly. exactly and like exactly. even back to the point that joanna mentioned about like you know the man being in charge of like the finances and all of that like i also used to have the same attitude like yeah when i get married i need to marry a rich man first of all yeah. and then you'll you handle all the finances it doesn't have to be my problem or my job but then as the woman you are the support system if the man is the head you are his neck and his shoulders like you are the one that is holding the head together you need to know how to like manage him to give him advice if you don't understand how money works how can you advise your husband on how to also take some financial decisions because when he's giving money to manage the house he's giving it to you to manage the house you have to know how to use that money to like pay the bills pay the kids school fees buy the food so you have to know how to manage even when you have little so that when you have more it won't be a problem also managing the more that comes in that you have wow it's so funny because i learned very recently that in the gospels jesus christ spoke about money extensively than even any other topic and when i found that i was like whoa that's so interesting like i didn't even know that he did talk about it so extensively and that's because it is important it is really really important it is it is guys if you want to learn more about money make sure to hit queen up I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it on blast. Make sure to go to Queen for all your money yep, needs. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm always happy to help in whatever way that I can, to be honest. My DMs are actually always open. Yeah, and so, I'm pretty sure she'll yeah. be happy to mentor a couple of you if you want her to yeah. as well. Um, you can find her on Instagram and please check out her blog post 
Inspire Hair Finance. She talks so much, goes into great details about money, and she gives great tips. She breaks down stereotypes and myths. So y'all make sure to check her out. I think Queen, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do so we kind of have an idea when we're coming to you? Okay, I'm going to Queen because I need this. So yeah. Okay, so I currently, like I mentioned earlier, I work in trading services. So what we do is that we just give people a platform to be able to like invest their money on a day-to-day basis, however they want to invest it. But my company doesn't give advice to clients. So like, if you want to invest, we give you the resources. Like we have so much information out there that we allow you to read, but then we want to advise you on like what to invest in or what to trade in. So that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. So my day-to-day has to do with like speaking to clients about what's happening on the market, why their trades are not, why their trades are in red, why they're in green. See why education is important. (laughs) Do a lot of like, like reading about financial markets. So I have a lot of knowledge about how markets work, how to trade them, what to invest in. So if you need any information about trading, investment, finance in general, in fact. I'm your girl. You can always talk to me about it. Wow. I'm so glad. Like, you're such a great resource. And I've learned so much. I know Trey also mentioned she has learned so much. And I know for sure that anyone listening, if for nothing at all, they have a little bit of knowledge that they have added to their financial, you know, wisdom. So thank you. Thank you, Queen. We really thank you guys so much. Oh, too. We really appreciate your insights. It's been inspiring. It's been a great time. And we're very, very grateful for taking time off of your busy, busy, busy schedule to share and to inspire us. We're very much inspired today. I'm glad I could be of help. Thank you guys so much for having me. And thank you for giving me this platform to be able to share. It's really, really, truly an honor. So thank you guys. And may God continue to bless you and increase you and continue to like grow your platform. Amen. Amen. God bless you too. And I wish you all the best on your journey as well. Your blog, everything. I know you're going to do great. She she is. she is really really great guys please check her out like honestly she her, she knows so much I'm, i call her she is she, she, she is she is <laughs> she's, she's an so thank you so much queen for it because that's your intellectual property and you're out here sharing it and blessing us all so thank you so much for also being on here with us and doing what you are not <laughs> supposed to do but chosen to do she's doing the Thank lord's you. work <laughs> as Trey was saying <laughs> no but this was amazing we we enjoyed i enjoyed every bit of it thank you queen thank you too guys don't sleep on her we're going to link all of her her information in the description box below please check her out Follow her on all of her socials, read her blog posts, stay up to date. And if you have any questions, she's your go-to. Go to her, reach out, okay? 
And we told you we're bringing you quality, quality. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And unfortunately, this is the end. So until next time. And as always, mwah. <laughs> Bye, guys.